Hey, this is Mason, and welcome to episode 11 of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It's episode 11, and it's just me again. You're stuck with me. I have no guests for this show. I've been working on getting, I've been saying this since like episode three, but I've been working on getting Greg Sheridan in here, and he'll be here soon enough. I can't wait, because Greg's awesome, and uh, I love Greg to death. But uh, today, we do have some fun stuff to go over. I'm excited to share uh, some some of the latest stuff with you guys, um, and First off, I want to give a quick update on a couple of things. I know that many of you are probably just leaping at um, the latest on whether or not I got a vasectomy. And drum roll, here's what happened. I did not get a vasectomy. Now, before you start jumping to conclusions that I changed my mind, what actually happened was is I showed up ready to go. I went through all of the anxiety that goes into getting um, your testicles touched by another man. And I showed up and Becca drove me and she was with me and we were in the elevator on the way up to the doctor's office in Johnson City, New York. And I get a call and this is, you know, hi, my name is so-and-so with your doctor. You know, I'm not going to say his name. Um, and unfortunately he just got called into an emergency room situation and he's not able to perform the surgery today. So he canceled on me last second, which is a huge bummer because I had already gone through all that anxiety and I didn't get to get my vasectomy. So they scheduled it for May 14th and that's too long for me. I didn't want to wait that long because May is a fun month for me, um, my uh, local church league softball team starts then, as if you guys care at all about that. And uh, turkey hunting season starts then, which I am which I'm passionate about. So anyway, so I complained a little bit and got them to reschedule to this Tuesday. So three days from when I'm recording this episode. So when this comes out, this time, hopefully I'll be getting a vasectomy as you're listening to this. So I hope that's a wonderful thought for you that while you're listening to this episode, I'm getting a vasectomy. I hope that's just enhances your experience as you look me in the eye if you're watching the video or as you hear my voice i hope that you enjoy the fact that i will be having a vasectomy literally as we speak um, even though it's only 20 minutes of my day that's the whole time i was told it would take to have a vasectomy i hope that you're actually listening to it as i'm getting a vasectomy so anyway and during the last episode as well i shared with you guys that we're going to be launching a uh, spinoff of the Happy Raccoon podcast. Um, and it's going to be a little bit more censored around, um, you know, almost like a, a Bible study podcast. I'll be talking a lot about um, what I'm learning in Bible school as I'm doing school online. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about what um, they're preaching about at my local church, Bridgewater. Um, shout out to Bridgewater. And um, so, yeah, that's going to be coming out on Thursdays. I don't know for sure when I'll actually get to there. Um, I still have some work I got to do. Um, it is a huge undertaking to do this all by myself to come up with, um, enough to say in 30 to 45 minutes. And you're probably thinking to yourself, all I say is gibberish, which is totally true. 
Um, anyway, I do want to make sure that I put a good effort in regardless. So um, I'm not sure exactly what Thursday it'll be. It won't be this Thursday, and it probably won't even be the next Thursday. But at some point in May, I would think that one of those Thursdays I'd be launching um, the Happy Raccoon spinoff. I don't have a name for it yet. I might actually do a poll um, on my Instagram, which if you don't follow us on Instagram, it's at Happy Raccoon Podcast. Follow us there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm not sure. I might do a poll on there to get ideas for what to call it. Right now, I'm thinking the Happy Raccoon Podcast Sunday School Edition or something like that. I think it's kind of fun. But um, anyway, yeah, so tune in for that. Um, I'll let you guys know when that's coming out, but it's not going to be for a little bit yet. So that's what we're here to do on that. Um, of course, I record these episodes at like 10 o'clock on Sunday and I got work early in the morning. So that's why I'm always yawning. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Work is crazy. Um, but we went to, uh, dude, we went to the aquarium down in Scranton. And first of all, um, I live about an hour away from Scranton where I live right now. And you, you, when you go to Scranton, you figure out why, um, NBC or CBS, whoever created the office and whoever the creators were, why they decided on Scranton, because it goes in line and in theme with the office and that they all kind of live really mediocre lives because Scranton is the most mediocre city of all time. I went to Scranton for the first time, like, like right before I moved here. And I was so excited. I wanted to go to, I wanted to see all the little landmarks in the intro. And it's so much of it, they just removed, right? Sorry, I keep yawning again. So much of it, they just removed because they were causing like traffic hazards. But yeah, Scranton was seriously so overrated and so much of a disappointment. But this uh, yesterday, Saturday, um, I took the kids and Becca down to Scranton to go to the Electric City Aquarium. And dude, it was a snooze fest. It was so boring. Um, there were like maybe 40 different animals tops. I mean, 40 different like aquariums or terrariums, right? And you kind of just walk around like two or three halls maybe. Um, the coolest thing was there's the, they had a king cobra at this aquarium. And I couldn't believe how long it was. This king cobra had to have been like maybe 11 foot long, just so long. And it was like this really cool, like, like rusty gray color is really, really cool. But it came like right up to the glass and like Haven and this King Cobra just like stared each other down. And honestly, that would be a fair fight, like Haven versus King Cobra. If you don't already know this, if you don't already know this, Haven is my precious two-year-old daughter. Dude. We were told that um, she, when she when she turns two, which is in like six or seven weeks or so, that she'll need to start wearing a mask. Um, and there's just no way that happens. Like, not out of like my principle, um, but just the fact that I can't even get her to like wear her shoes on, right? Like she's, there's no way she wears a mask, Um yeah, just no chance. So that'll be really fun to battle out with. Um, hoping by then, I've been saying this since last year, but I'm hoping by then that, you know, something changes with the masks. But COVID cases are on the rise per usual. So what else? 
before I get too deep into this episode, doing all of the updates. Yeah, so I wanted to update you guys on Becca and I's pursuit of this ministry life that we want to lead. So if you have been here since episode one, um, first of all, you're awesome. I'm going to start coming out with like rankings and I'm going to start sending people t-shirts for listening to a certain amount of episodes. Um, but if you made it here all the way from episode one, first of all, I love you very much, but you know that Becca and I are doing this podcast, um, in hopes to eventually build an audience that we can monetize and spread awareness for, um, for ministry and that ministry We don't know what that looks like yet, um, but in the future, we want to be in some sort of ministry, um, either stateside or as missionaries overseas. We're not entirely sure what that looks like, but we started this podcast as a storytelling um, mechanism for us to share what's going on in our lives, but also to hear the amazing stories of the people around us. Um, And last week, I hit 10 episodes, and I've had some incredible guests along the way. Um, you go to episode two, I had John Groves on the podcast, who's an Anglican pastor from Texas that now lives in Binghamton, New York. I had um, Mervyn Stoltzfuz, who, or Stoltzfuz, um, who was formerly Amish as a child, who now lives in upstate Pennsylvania, or, or in Pennsylvania, upstate New York, maybe. Um, and uh, he's a terrific guy. He shares a lot about the Amish people in that community. Um And then I had Tim Ord on the podcast as well, Um, Ben Ely, um, and then uh, Mike Mullen, and it's been just a blast. I've had a a lot of good friends over, and um, but that's why I would love just to grow this into more of that and to have more people on the podcast. And I've been saying this for a while now. If you want to be on the podcast, I want you to be on the podcast. I think that everyone has a great story to tell, and I'd love to have you on here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so gosh, if, um, if you're up for it, come on the podcast, reach out to me. You can go to happyraccoon.net. There's a form on there. You can fill out to be, uh, to sign up to be on the podcast. So I would love it. Oh, dude, you're probably wondering where the heck I am. If you're watching the video, we did a little bit of a studio change. I've been in a walk-in closet recording podcast and it's a really big closet, but, and for me, it's like super big because I'm a pretty small guy, but we had um, Mike over a few weeks ago to record a podcast. And uh, Mike's probably like six foot. He's about like like my size and build. He's probably a little bit skinnier than I am. I'm still working on losing some chub. Um, but uh, Mike felt real cooped up in there. I was watching the video and we were both like on top of each other a little bit which is super uncomfortable. Um, so anyways, we moved into this bigger room. It's great. I'm going to be able to have um, multiple guests at a time now. I'm hoping to have maybe two or even three, have like a little round table thing where we all just kind of, um, you know, talk about random things. You can't see because I have the camera pointed directly at me, but I have a, a seat next to me um, and I have a couple of different mics. So we can have more more than just uh, one, one guest on the podcast and that'd be a lot of fun. I look forward to that. Um, I'd love to do like a... So rude. I'm sorry. I love to do a um, like double date podcast, if that makes sense. Like have like uh, me and me and Becca, and then like John and Angel or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um. Anyways, dude, where was I? Yes. Yeah, so 
Um, so if you listen to episode one, the initial goal was for Beck and I to get to school this January. Um, that school is in Waukesha, Wisconsin. It's not looking like it's going to work out that way. We had some, um, some bumps in the road that have thrown things off course just a little bit, nothing too crazy. Um, but you remember how, um, everyone was just getting handed stacks of cash from the government for no apparent reason. Um, people who worked full-time jobs are just being handed out like thousands of dollars, um, from the government. If you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I don't typically agree with the stimulus and what it does. Um, but you know, I just tend to think that if that kind of money, you know, changes your life, then that's probably a little bit, you know, weird, but regardless, if you know, from episode like four, I had to quit my job um, for conviction that I felt about it. And, um, I quit my job. I thought maybe that money that came in from, um, the stimulus would kind of help bridge the gap for us that we wouldn't have to, um, you know, dig too deep into our pockets or go in debt at all. And for whatever reason, we just didn't get our stimulus and we're not entirely sure why. In fact, I've never gotten a stimulus, Um, since the very first one. And I've tried calling the IRS. They have no clue. They just tell me to wait patiently. Um, You know, I filled out on my tax return um, that I didn't get last year's stimulus. You can fill out a form saying, hey, I didn't get it. And they're supposed to give you a rebate. And then all of a sudden my return just never shows up. And I don't know what's going on. It's been like three months almost since I, my return was accepted by the IRS and I just have never gotten a return. Um, or, uh, yeah, I never got paid from the government. So I have no clue. Um, all that to say it was a major setback for us, which really, really stinks. Um, we had to go into quite a bit of, uh, not a ton of debt, but we had to go into debt over the last, um, couple months or so to bridge the gap between my last job to my current job. Uh, we went without a paycheck for like eight weeks, which is, um, super stressful. Um, if you know what, um, if you know what that's like, uh, you know, then you know how difficult it is, but, um, you know, resonate with me for a minute when you're the sole provider for a family and you got, um, two precious little girls and a wife that count on you for things. It put me through a lot of, of struggles and, um, I'm just so thankful for, um, for God's provision and that I was able to get a job as quickly as I did. Um, It was a really uncomfortable time. Um, I don't regret quitting my job. Um, I stand by that decision. I think that, um, you know, I made the right decision. I'm not going to go into why I quit my job. You can go back to that episode and find out why. But um, regardless, um, it's been a really tough time. But that setback set us back a little bit further in that it's not going to happen for us to make it in January, which is a real bummer. Um, and we're disappointed, but I think that God has his own plan in that. And I think that we'll be all right. Um, and, uh, and so now we're pushing to go fall of 2022, which is like 17 months, maybe like 16 or 15 months away from now, um, which is fine. I wanted to go quicker, but regardless, I'll be doing online school, uh, till then. And then when we get there in fall of 2022, uh, we just have that school year. So we'll be done in about two years from now, we'll be done with school entirely, which is great. And I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, but 
I'm also looking forward to just getting there and actually doing the school and, and immersing myself in that environment. It's going to be great. Um, anyways, that's just a little bit of an update on what's going on with us. Um, I know a handful of you have been so kind to um, help support this journey and this this pursuit. Um, some of you have bought in soap from us. Um, if you're not familiar, um, Beck and I have sort of branched out the Happy Raccoon podcast into Happy Raccoon Soap as well. And we hand make our own soap with our own recipe um, for, with fresh lavender in it. And uh, we've been selling that to help raise money for Bible school. So if you're interested in supporting us through that and contributing to that, um, I would be so appreciative. You can go to happyraccoon.net slash soap to, uh, to purchase your own. We only have one pack on there right now. It's just two lavender soap. Um, and, uh, yeah, so go check that out. Um, really appreciate that. And yeah, I appreciate, um, any willingness to support us in that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just hoping we can get there as soon as we can. And, um, regardless, that was, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to share an update, um, because that is the whole, um, goal and, uh, reason why we're doing this thing. So, um, yeah, we're still, we're encouraged. Um, you know, where, where Beck and I are at, you know, we're encouraged, um, you know, we're, you know, this week in particular, Becca texted me and she said like, like, Hey, like regardless of, of where we're at financially, if we're in the negative, we're in the positive that like, she's, you know, she said that I'm so thankful for a happy home with happy kids and healthy kids. And man, that like just touches me as, as like a provider for the family. Like that just like melted me. But I agree with her so much and that we're both just so thankful for, um, what God has done in our lives to continue to provide for us, um, and, uh, and show us that he's in control of the situation. And, um, yeah, it would have been real nice to have that stimulus come in and it's a little bit frustrating. Um, I, I feel like I'm not recognized as a citizen, as a citizen of the United States, but, um, it is rather frustrating and, um, we're getting through it and it's going to be all good. Um, I'm hopeful that eventually this money will come in, but, um, at this point, I'm kind of just not banking on it. Like, I just don't trust that it eventually will. But who knows? Um, it would be great if it did. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. That's okay. Um, because we have each other and uh, have a job and nothing really changes. I didn't believe in the fundamentals of a stimulus check anyway. If anything, I thought it should have gone to businesses that have employees so that we can keep people paid. That seems to make the most sense to me. Um, I get that the stimulus payment is for people to stimulate the economy by purchasing things. Um, but I happen to find that people just spend on irresponsible things and that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so yeah, that's my personal take on the stimulus and it's probably just because I'm salty that I haven't gotten one. Um, I think it's hysterical that people call it a stimmy. That's like my favorite thing. It's like my, one of my, maybe my favorite word right now is just stimmy, but my mouth is dry today. All right, so that's the update on our pursuit of uh, of going into ministry. Um, and one thing that I'm super challenged as well, and I was challenged by a couple of pastors in our church, um, in that I don't need to be in the mission field to have a ministry. And and I, you know, I feel extremely challenged to find a ministry just where I'm at right now and finding contentment in where I'm at right now. Um, and uh, yeah, and lately I've just been on this like project of just loving my friends a little bit better. Um, I think I'm like overall a good friend, but I think that I'm investing in my friendships a little bit more. And, uh, 
and most of my friends are all Christians, and I don't know if that's necessarily a ministry, but, you know, God's working in my heart for sure. Um, there's a lot that I'm working on changing just about myself and, and working towards glorifying God more, and I think that, um, you know, I look forward to uh, a future that displays uh, God's glory a little bit more um, in my life, so... Yeah, and with that, you know, um, the Happy Raccoon Podcast Thursday episodes with uh, about Bible study episodes or so. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to that, and I hope that you guys choose to tune in then. Those episodes are going to be about 10 to 15 minutes, a lot shorter than these ones. Typically, when I do these solo episodes, they only go about 40 minutes or so, and I have a guest that go about an hour. Um, so I take up a little bit more of your time, but during these Thursday episodes, they're going to be about 10 or 15 minutes. So anyway, so... Um, yeah, one thing that I wanted to uh, wanted to share with you guys, I only had one article this week that that just um, is incredible, and it's it's Florida again. You know how Florida is, you know Florida gets bored, and Florida's got to go out and do some real Florida stuff. Um, and uh, so, anyways, let's check this article out. All right, here's the headline. <clears throat> There's no video on this one, so. Um, turtle crashes through windshield on Florida highway and survives. Now, the first question is, Is does this turtle fly? How in the world is a turtle crashing through a windshield? Right, okay. So, April 22nd, a turtle crashed through the windshield of a car on a Florida highway and struck a 70-year-old woman in the head. They don't say anything about the woman surviving. Turtle shells are hard, dude. And they're kind of sharp on the edges. So the fact this 71-year-old lived through it is kind of crazy. Um, so it struck a 70-year-old woman in the head, but both the woman and the turtle are expected to be okay. It actually says right here, and the reptile. Are turtles reptiles? I thought they were like amphibians. Or is that a frog? I'm not sure. Let's look that up. All right, let's see. Come on, Google our... Are turtles reptiles? Also, that's one thing. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, this new podcast studio is a little bit closer to the common areas in my home. So if you hear the TV going, that's Becca. Turtles are reptiles. Wow, look at that. Okay. Sorry, I should have trusted the news article. I don't trust anybody these days. All right, here we go. The Port Orange Police Department said a woman called 911 on Wednesday to report that she had been driving on Interstate 95 when an object crashed through her windshield and struck her passenger, her 71-year-old mother, in the head. A driver who stopped to help the 911 call identified the object that came through through the glass as a turtle. The 911 caller's mother was taken to Halifax... Health Medical Center in Daytona Beach, where doctors determined a cut above her eye was not a serious injury. She is expected to make a full recovery. Well, isn't that just dandy? Officer Andre Fleming, a police spokesman, said firefighters discovered the turtle was alive and apparently free of serious injuries. Well, thank goodness, right? Suffering only scratch marks to its shell, Fleming said the firefighters released the turtle into nearby woods. The driver of the vehicle said he didn't see the turtle until it was in the air and falling towards her windshield. Police said the animal may have been thrown into the air by a nearby vehicle. That makes sense to me, right? Because when you're in Florida and you're just naturally a Florida person and you're from Florida, what you typically do instead of just, you know, going to the mall and having a coffee or maybe instead of going to the beach and walking around or maybe instead of 
you know, spending some high quality time with friends, what you typically do is you play frisbee golf with turtles on I-95 in Daytona Beach, Florida. That's typically just an average day. And then when you're done with that, you can jump rope with anacondas, um, you golf with alligators, and you do whatever the heck the rest of the time that Florida people do. But um, anyway, so someone clearly had a pet turtle that they wanted to get rid of. And this is a real thing, and it's a problem. But people seem to think they can just discard their pets on the highway, which is a big bummer, and it's not okay. Um, and uh, I've heard stories all the time. In fact, my cousin, um, I believe he he just got a new puppy, a husky puppy, that um, they just found a whole litter of them on like the side of the highway between Utah and Arizona, or maybe Colorado and Utah, or your Colorado and Arizona, one of those, you know, um, square states, and he ended up adopting one of them. But people do that. They just discard pets on the freeway, and it's kind of a real crappy thing to do. But someone clearly thought to themselves, I'm done having this tortoise or this turtle, um, and uh, I'm going to toss it off the freeway. Um, it's really easy to just let a turtle go in the wild. Why you had to go into the freeway and throw it and clearly ruin someone's week. I mean, this is going to damage their car, obviously. This poor woman got a pretty serious cut under her eye. It doesn't feel like an entirely fair situation to me. Um, and if the person listening to this podcast is the person that threw that turtle, you're no longer welcome to be um, a member of the Happy Raccoon Podcast Dumpster Diver Club. Um which is what I'm calling the fan base of this podcast from now on. It's a dumpster diver club. Um, anyways, that's my only article. Dude, things just go nuts in Florida. You know what I mean? Like Florida is just like the amount of, I have a specific website that I go to to find oddball news. And so many of these are just Florida, like Florida, this Florida, that Florida existed again today. Um, like it's, it's kind of just ridiculous. Everything that goes on in Florida. Let me find another one. Like, yeah, Florida is just out of control. Someone needs to get a good grip on Florida and, and handle that. Yeah, anyway. So that's our news article from this week. Here we go. Florida police capture loose lemur. Another one is still on the run. I mean, you know, out of control. Florida cyclist path blocked by alligators. Leave the whole state obviously. That's my only news article this week. I'm going to close this episode with a story. I can't believe I haven't shared the story and I'm going to check the time on my podcast really quick. Make sure I'm not going too long. Oh, 26 minutes. I got enough time. Okay. Um, I can't believe I haven't shared the story yet, but I think that when God stitched me in my mother's womb, um, he thought to himself, this Mason kid one day is going to be a really good detective if he does all the right things. I've set him up real well to be a detective. Now, he might not go on to do that. And it turns out I didn't. I did not go on to be a detective, unfortunately. And that's okay. Um, but I am a master at using the internet and using the tools at hand to destroy scam artists. Let me tell you where it all started. When I was 16 years old, I had a Samsung Galaxy Tab. It was like a tablet from Samsung. It was pretty crappy. 
Um, Apple products are just so superior. You know what I mean? I was going off to Bible college, I think, and I wanted to sell it. So I put it on Craigslist because that's what you did back in the day for all you kiddos that only know Facebook Marketplace. There used to be a thing called Craigslist. Ooh, it's where perverts went to find lovers. Um, so I put it on Craigslist and I put it up for like 250 bucks and I had a guy reach out to me and he said, hey, yeah, that sounds great. Like, I'd love to buy it. Um, but you know what? I'm actually in this area and I need to, I'm moving soon. So can you um, ship it to me and I'll PayPal you? Now, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, little old Mason didn't think anything of it. So, you know, this guy, I get an email saying this guy paid me on PayPal. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll hold up my end of the bargain. I shipped it to him and that was that. So, um, you know, off he went, this tablet. And I'm realizing that like the payment never really like went through to PayPal. So I called PayPal and they're like, Hey, we have no history of this transaction. And I find out that I had been scammed out of my tablet. So I used the address on uh, that was sent to me. I called the police department. I think it was Clovis, California. I mailed it to, and that was that. Like two years later, I get a call from a detective down in Clovis saying they busted this guy. His name was Alex Nugent. Um, there's a bunch of Alex Nugents out there, so don't go trying to find one on Facebook and call him out because it probably isn't him. But um, they bust this guy named Alex Nugent, and they said that your tablet in particular was not recovered, but essentially what this guy was doing is that he was stealing all sorts of technology from people and then he would sell it himself. So they said that they recovered thousands of iPhones and tablets and computers and different technology equipment in this guy's house. Um, and that he was going to he was facing a hard time. He was looking at federal grand theft charges. Um, the de- detective wanted to know if I wanted to press charges and I asked if it made a difference and he said probably not. And I said, then sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, and then like two or three months after that, I get a call from the same detective saying, hey, um, he was convicted and he was ordered to pay a restitution to the victims. Um, so I might or might not call you up in that. Um, and uh, I never heard about the restitutions since then. So that was the last time I ever heard of it restitution is such like a waste of time no one ever pays restitution like that i like it's so stupid jordan belfort who is like the wolf of wall street was supposed to pay millions of dollars in restitution if you look it up he's paid like a couple hundred thousand bucks he'll never pay the full restitution he'll just die and he'll keep making the little payments until eventually he dies like it's so dumb nobody actually pays restitution so uh, and since then I've changed my phone number and address, there's no way they can even get a hold of me at this point. So it's all good. You know, Alex Nugent's probably out of prison at this point. Um, but that happened to me and I learned a valuable lesson. And that valuable lesson is one, be really cautious when selling on PayPal. And two, um, be, don't trust really anybody when purchasing, um, you know, from, consumer to consumer online pretty much. So, um, anyways, fast forward several years. I don't think there was another incident like this at the beginning or since then, but about two, maybe not. Yeah. About two years ago, not quite. 
Hmm. Why does it even matter, you know? About two years ago, my mom, bless her heart, right? She's a sweet lady. Um, she thinks it's a good idea to buy a golden retriever puppy online. When it comes to puppies, everyone gets pretty excited and it's easy to make a mistake right there. So my mom buys this golden retriever puppy online and she has to do through PayPal and she has to pay extra for shipping and they say, okay, the puppy's going to be mailed in this really like high tech you know, air conditioned shipping container thing right to your door. It's all great. It's only $750. And my mom is, is far too sweet and ignorant to know that she's being scammed. So I find out that, so my mom calls me, you know, she's upset. This dude scammed her out of like 750 bucks. I'm all sorts of ticked off about that. Um, everyone is. So this dude scammed my mom. And I had a general idea of what he did to do that. So the very next day, I create a fake phone number using Google Phone, the Google Phone app, and I go and I go on the website um, that my mom, you know, tried to buy this from, and I go, sorry, um, I go and I pick the same puppy my mom picked. I texted the number and I said, "Hey, I'm interested in purchasing this puppy." I said, hey, that's great. Um, here's what we'll go ahead and do. Um, I will request um, this money from your PayPal account. Or no, he gave me his email address. He said, go ahead and, and PayPal me $850 to this email address. So what I did was, instead of doing that, I created a fake PayPal email address. So I created like support um, PayPal at support, like a series of numbers and letters. And like, I made it really long. So it was like really hard to see that it was like support PayPal at support, you know, one, seven, six, D nine, 12, whatever, whatever, over and over at gmail.com. I just made a phony email address essentially. And, um, and so I took that email address and I designed it really nice. I took, PayPal's like scientific hex colors, right? If you know, like every color has like a specific name and, and number to it. Um, so I took PayPal's exact hex numbers and I created this beautiful email template. And on there, you know, I put PayPal's logo, PayPal's font, and I put on there and it said, hey, Mason is trying to pay you $850. Please log in to your account to verify. And I put a big old button right there that says verify. Now that button links to a website that I created. Now that website was fake, but it made, I made it look like it was a real website from PayPal. It was like PayPal support, um, you know, a bunch of numbers and whatever.com. Um, just a fake PayPal site. It was pretty easy, honestly. Same thing, hex numbers, logos, all of that. And it was a really just simple form. It was just like, you know, verify your account. But on that form, I asked for the first name, the last name, the home address, the social security number, and the birthday. So the next day, this person who scammed my mom wakes up and they, aha, they have an email from PayPal. That email says, oh, Mason's trying to send me $850. I just have to verify my account. No problem. He goes into the account, 
or he goes into the email, he just like that, he falls into my trap, he clicks on the button, he goes to my website, he fills out the form, oh, nothing happens, he didn't get his money. He filled out the form nine different times and submitted it nine different times. So now I have his real phone number, not the fake phone number he's been texting me on, I have an actual verified blue color, which means it's an iPhone phone number. This is a person's real phone number. I had his real phone number. I had his address. I had his full name. I had his social security number. I had all of this information on this guy. I bundled all that up and I looked up the phone number and I cross-traced where this guy was located. I got his street address. I got all the information. I got the names of his family members. I got everything on this dude. I was ready to crush this dude. But before I turned over all that information over to the police, I thought it would be nice to give him a phone call. So I call him up and I say, hey, you were supposed to sell me a puppy yesterday. And he said, oh yeah, uh, you know, the PayPal thing was weird, didn't work. And I said, yeah, you fell into my trap. It's all fake, baby. I got you. And it was just pure silence on the phone. And you know what I hung up? I went out and I said it really quietly. And I was like, you know what? You can't scam the scammer. And I hung up the phone and I felt like Denzel Washington. And I turned over all that information. The guy was located in like Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I turned over all that information over to the police in Dallas and never heard a thing for about three months. And then I got a call from a police officer. Oh, wait, let me go back. One thing I said to the guy on the phone, um, I said to him that um, he best send back um, the money that he took from Jennifer Cratch, my mom. Um, I don't actually know if he ever did that or not. I think he did. I know that my mom got her money back, so I'm assuming he did. Um, but anyway, so I called the police. Didn't hear back until about three months later. I get a call from a detective down in Texas saying, hey, she want to let you know that we were able to get a warrant out for that guy's arrest. Um, and uh, yeah, you're, you know, appreciate all the hard work. Anyways, I was supposed to be a detective, as you can tell. So anyways, um, I was uh, helping out a, a friend today. Actually, John Grove's wife, she is dealing with a person trying to scam her right now. Um, and she's smart enough to know that this is a scam artist and it's as, as you know, blind as, as, you know, as obvious as anything. Um, but she said, you should tell us right on the podcast cause we were talking about it and I should have, and I just did because it's a great story. And, um, but anyways, so lesson learned, um, unless it's someone you trust, if it's a family member or a friend or someone where you know where they live and you've seen this person before, just take caution when interacting with PayPal. PayPal doesn't have a great security system. There's a lot of these scams in the way. Make sure you check every email address you get from PayPal. A lot of people fabricate the PayPal email addresses. It's how they tricked me. It's how they tricked my mom. Um, just be super careful of all that. But um, And yeah, tell you what, man, if you ever need help with a scammer, let me know. I would love to hear... Um, any stories about scammers, you guys DM me um, anything about if you've ever been scammed before because I'd love to help get them back. I've used the internet for some like really like dastardly things. I've used it before. Um, I kind of took this a little bit from the office, but um, 
I, uh, when I, it was about 2015 or so back when Justin Bieber was like at, it. it was like prime, you know, he was like peeing off of balconies on people and getting arrested. Um, it was like prime Justin Bieber, right? But all the, the girls still just loved him and he was performing at the Staples Center and I thought it would be really fun to, um, take my older brother, Michael's phone number and run an ad on Craigslist for really cheap Justin Bieber tickets at the Staples Center. And I said, to get these tickets, please call this number. First come, first serve. And I, of course, I put my brother's phone number. He got like 220 calls in one day from like 12-year-old girls asking if he had um, the Justin Bieber tickets still available. It was amazing. That is a really good prank to play on somebody. I love doing that. It will make them like crazy. Um, and it'll make them crack. Definitely don't do it to a crazy person because they'll just snap right on the spot. Um, but that was an inc- incredibly fun prank to play on on Michael. I do some pretty uh, pretty dastardly things with the internet. You don't want to me- you don't you don't want to mess with me, man. I am like the biggest troll there ever was, and uh, yeah. Anyways, that's gonna wrap up this episode, you guys. It's been uh, it's been about thirty eight minutes or so. Um, I'm super appreciative of you guys listening to this episode. Um, if this is your first one, if this is your 11th one, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This podcast means the world to me. I really enjoy it a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work, but, um, every Tuesday the podcast comes out and I just get an overwhelming amount of support, um, from people and people have approached me saying that they love it. And that just like means the world to me. Um, it's, it's imperfect. in A lot of ways I've had to, um, you know, work on the audio, um, a lot. I'm not a great sound mixer. I've had to work on the content a lot. I've said some things I'm not proud of. Um, I've had to put a lot of work into, you know, getting this, getting this going and it'll still continue to improve and evolve and take form. And I think like one thing that I love about it is that it's going to evolve with me as I mature as a father and as a, as a, um, as a husband, um, as I continue to go through Bible school and as I enter ministry, it's going to evolve into um, something a little bit different down the line. Whereas right now I'm just telling goofy stories and having a good time. It's going to become something more. And, um, and I think the goal is just to build an audience that sticks with me through that. Um, and I know that not everyone um, has 40 minutes in their day to listen to a podcast all the way through. Um, you know, some people are too busy. I find that a lot of people listen to this are people who are just driving um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been a ton of fun. Um, next week I should hopefully have Becca, my wife on the podcast. That'll be a lot of fun. Greg Sheridan will be on the podcast soon as well. And I'm also thinking about reaching out to some of my former guests as well to see if they'll come on for a second episode. So that'll be a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening to this episode. This has been the happy raccoon podcast episode 11. I love you guys. You're great. And, uh, have a fantastic week and wish me luck as I'm getting my vasectomy. All right. Thanks so much guys. Bye.